0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Christ is coming sooner than you think, and the signs are all around us. Do you recognize the signs of Jesus' return? In today's prophecy update, Pastor J.D. talks about what to look out for once Jesus returns. The world will be a dark place before Jesus returns, but the signs are all laid out in Revelation and other parts of the scripture. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update at JDFarog.org. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's prophecy update as shared on September 4th, 2022.
1: For today, I want to talk with you about that well-known cliché, follow the money, but I want to do so from a prophetic perspective. The saying was actually popularized back in the 1970's. It's commonly referred to as proving something true by following the money trail. And so that's what I want to do. I want to prove Bible prophecy is truly on the cusp of being fulfilled by virtue of following the money globally. Now it's important to note that the Bible is replete with prophecies about money as it relates to the global economy at the time of the end during the seven-year tribulation. Specifically, massive hyperinflation, which will ultimately give way to some form of biometric identification. This is in and during the tribulation, and without this identification, one will not be able to buy or sell. I want to begin with these two specific prophecies found in the book of Revelation, which again ultimately find their fulfillment in the seven-year tribulation, and we'll start with Revelation chapter 6 concerning hyperinflation. I'll begin reading in verse 5. Now, just to preface real quick as you're turning there, chapters 6 through 19 in the book of Revelation are about the seven-year tribulation, from chapter 6 all the way through to chapter 19. So we pick it up here in verse 5. This is in the tribulation, and we're told, when the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse, Its writer was holding a pair of scales in his hand, scales representative of commerce and trade and business and buying and selling. Then I heard verse 6, which sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a day's wages, and three quarts of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. Now, Bible commentators are not necessarily 100% sure concerning the oil and the wine. I've heard it explained a couple of different ways. Some believe that actually nobody will have the money to buy such a luxury. That would kind of make sense. But what's really important to see here is that it will take an entire day's wages. Now, think about this with me. How much do you make in a day? Are you paid by the hour? Are you paid a monthly salary? So you're paid monthly, let's say. What is a day's wages for you? What is that dollar amount? Well, in the tribulation, when this is fulfilled, hyperinflation will be so bad that it will take an entire day's wages, whatever you make in a day, just to buy The wheat or the barley, and barley, that's another interesting thing, but a quart of wheat, that's how much one day of work will take in order to purchase that small quantity because of hyperinflation. And then we continue on, verse 7, when the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come. Come. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power, given power, over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Now, that right there. We can do the calculation if you want, but let's just say for purpose of discussion that the population of the earth today is, let's just round it up to eight billion. One fourth is two billion people. When this is fulfilled, this third and fourth seal is opened, and the third and the fourth horse ride one-fourth of whatever the population of the earth is at that time will die. And it will come either by way of the sword, by famine, because there's just no food, and plague, which we know a thing or two about, especially now, and by the wild beasts of the earth, one-fourth of the earth, when this happens the cost of just basic goods and services and food, which, if you haven't noticed, is, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, the Christian has nothing to fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Matthew 6, for anyone who may be given over to fear, You need to spend some time, particularly in verses 19 through 34, where Jesus just reassures you, reassures us that He will always provide whatever our need is financially. If He's going to clothe that beautiful lily, that flower that's here today and gone tomorrow, that even Solomon in all of his splendor was not clothed in such magnificence, certainly he's going to take care of you. And if he's going to take care of that bird in the air, who is not made in the image of God, but a bird, if he's going to take care of a bird, would he not much more take care of you? How much more of worth are you? He will take care of you. He will always provide for you. Now, He may not provide in the way that you think He's going to provide, or even the way you want Him to provide. I'll just speak for myself here. I I do that all the time. Lord, this is how I want you to provide. This is when I want you to provide. This is how much I want you to provide. And this is the color in which I want you to provide it, in Jesus' name. Again, I know you don't do that. But God will always provide in His way and in His time, and it's always for His glory. And sometimes we're looking at God to open up a door, and it may be that God may not want to open up a door. He may, may want to use a window. How about that? His ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are too high for our understanding. Who knows the mind of the Lord? Well, we're witnessing the controlled demolition of the world's economies, vis-a-vis hyperinflation, in order to usher in this global digital economy of Revelation 13, a prophecy I know you know well. I'll just read verses 16 through 18. There's something I want to point out here. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand, or on his forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast, or the number digital of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number digital of the beast. For it is a man's number, his number is 666. Now, I realize this prophecy is a go-to related to 666 and the mark of the beast, but what's often missed is... What is going to lead up to this? Let me explain. Wouldn't it stand to reason that there would need to be something prior that has to be put in place in order for this biometric technology to control this digital economy? because the prophecy is rather explicit, if I can say it like that, because no one, without whatever this biometric ID mark is, will be able to buy or sell. You have to have some sort of a digital marker, a biometric digital ID. So again, my question Wouldn't it stand to reason that there would already, leading up to this, there would already need to be something in place in order for this to be fulfilled? Well, dare I say that it's already being put in place now, in real time, and at breakneck speed which is an indication of just how close we are. But Satan doesn't want you to know that. So what Satan will do, and he's been met, I'm sad to say, with a measure of success, in getting Christians so distracted and caught up arguing with each other, fighting with one another, taking their positions against each other, And meanwhile, while we're fighting with one another, getting all worked up about this or that or them, this is being done. It's being put in place. While you're sleeping tonight, that of course presupposes that you're able to sleep, but I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Enough of my problems. But let's just say that you get a good night's sleep tonight. Why you're sleeping sound tonight? Oh, if you only knew. If you only knew. Pictured here is a post from Telegraph and Argus out of the UK with the headline, People protest as some Starbucks outlets to go cashless. Here's a quote. People took to social media to express their displeasure about Starbucks going cashless next month. A sign outside Starbucks on Rooley Lane in Bradford read, We're going cashless. From 1st October 2022, we will only be accepting card, contactless, and Starbucks awards payments. Please ask our team for further details. No need. I already know the details. I don't need to ask your team, because my Bible tells me about the details. Oh, come on. We're not going to... Oh, another uh, source described it as it's an experiment. Oh, where have I heard that word before? It's an experiment to see how we can get people to transition from cash to cashless. Really? Well, right on time, perfectly according to God's prophetic schedule and calendar. Here's what's interesting on the same day the Catholic News Agency published an article stating that Pope Francis instructed Vatican entities to move all their funds to the Vatican Bank by September 30th of this month, which is the day before some Starbucks go cashless. Hmm. Do they know something we don't? Hmm. Oh, uh, we don't know. Well, you know, but Most don't, because they're all caught up and worked up by the narrative, the script of the day. And meanwhile, while Christians, sadly, again Christians, and dare I say even sadly pastors, get caught up in all of that, and meanwhile this is happening, well it gets better. Here's a CBN news report from just last week titled biometric blockade political critics could have bank accounts frozen as governments trend toward total control here's a quote Pakistan's interior minister is warning that outspoken critics of the current government could find their listen biometric identity cards blocked leaving them without access to their bank accounts. They won't be able to buy or sell. As CBN News has reported over the last couple of years, China's move toward a cashless society with a digital currency mirrors how the entire world is literally being set up for heightened levels of government control. Eric Bethel, a former U.S. executive director with the World Bank, said While the world, this is interesting, fixates on private cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Beijing is busy building a digital version of its own currency, the Yuan, to control its citizens and eventually threaten the dominance of the U.S. dollar. They've pretty much created, not are creating, they've already created all of the building blocks that will allow a central bank digital currency to flourish. And it gives Beijing the power to track its citizens, their spending in real time. There will be a point where the People's Bank of China, the central bank of their company, a country, is going to be able to look, peer inside of every single transaction, what everyone does, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, warned Bethel. They're already doing that. They're already doing that. Uh, By the way, that's why they don't want you to use cash. See, they can't track you. So you go somewhere and you pay with cash. They have no digital record of that transaction. That really bugs them because they want to know your every move. They want to know where you're at. They want to know if you're not feeling well. They want to know what you're thinking. They want to know what your behavior is going to be. They want to know what your political leanings are. They want to know what your spending habits are. I'm going to leave it right there. It's even worse than that. I don't want to get too graphic. They want to know everything, about everything you do. I'm just going to leave that to your imagination. They want to know about everything, everything. <clears throat> I'm not. <laughs> everything, yes. Wow, I know. Now, it's important to keep in mind <laughs> that all of this is on the backdrop of what we address concerning the executive order, that could bring the U.S., quote, one step closer to a digital currency. Now, unlike cryptocurrency that's decentralized, open source, this would be centralized, a centralized bank, CB, digital currency, CBDC. And actually, in some of the research I did, it does seem that the date of December 13th of this year, has been set to implement this digital currency. Now, add to this the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. It sounds so palatable and amicable, doesn't it? Who doesn't want sustainable development? Well, it's also known as Agenda 2030. Agenda 2030 is just what it means. It's an agenda agenda, that they want to execute, for lack of a better word, probably could choose a better word, by the year 2030. That's in seven and a half years. Here's 16.9 of agenda 2030. It states, and I quote, target 16.9 by 2030, provide legal identity for all, including birth registration. Now, please, whatever you do, don't picture in your mind a birth certificate. This is all digital. It's a digital ID. It's And don't even see it as being on your device. No. It will be on you, in you. Because, see... This technology will be biometric. It will be part of who you are, not on you as a device. It will be in you. Have you heard about, I think it's the World Economic Forum, none other than, are we surprised, that is just, I mean, boasting about this new technology they have. You know what it is? It's a pill that has a tracking device in it when it goes in you. So here's how they couch it in terms of, they frame it as, we will know if somebody has taken their medication in case they forget. Oh really? Oh that's so Thoughtful of you. Thank you so much, because you know I forget sometimes, and yeah, we can, you know, tell if you've forgotten to take it. We can also tell when you take it, and we'll be able to send data from your body, and we'll be able to collect that data. We'll know what your body temperature is, what your blood pressure is again, I'm sorry, I don't want to get graphic, but we'll know uh, when your bowel movements are. (laughs) That's all I'll say. We'll we'll know everything about you. We'll know when you go to sleep. We'll know how many times you get up to go to the bathroom. We'll know when you get up in the morning. We'll know what you do, what you eat, everything. That's what they're going to do. And That alone should make the hair on the back of our neck stand on end, shouldn't it? Because it's an agenda. It's a satanic agenda. And it's already in place. It's just a matter of time. There's nothing that needs to happen. The technology is already in place. It's just a, a matter now of getting people to do it.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service time directions, and more. Also on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.